you're going to be you're going to be swimming against the stream if you're one of those people that says, you know, I'm sick of this. I I don't want the world to steal my soul. I I'm going to choose restoration. How are you doing today? Okay, I, I don't mean that uh, in the, hey, how's it going, as we pass each other for two seconds kind of way. And, and though I know, all right, I can't hear your response. I really am asking, how are you today? Now, okay, if you're like a whole lot of us out there, I suspect it's possible that your life is far too jam-packed with this and that to even stop long enough to consider such deep questions. And maybe you feel like your life is getting away from you. But if that's the case, oh boy, do I have some good news for you today. Because our guest, if you haven't already figured it out, is here to help us get our lives back. And wouldn't you know it, he wrote a book. Because that's what he does. And the book is called Get Your Life Back. His name as if you didn't already know, is John Eldridge. And I am so very thrilled to have him back on our humble little Isle of Misfits. Welcome, John. Thanks, Nancy. It's great to be back with you. Okay, so I've given you this tall order, right, of helping us get our lives back. But hey, you did write the book. Um, and with great titles comes great responsibility. So no pressure. But here's where I want to start. I'm going to dive right in. And I, I'm going to ask you to talk about two words that sound kind of similar, but according to you, are vastly different. The words are relief and restoration. So there you go. Easy. Um, easy, because I noticed it in my own life. I noticed that the world we live in, everybody's running so hard, and we're all so spun up. By the end of the day, um, I just, I'm looking for something to help me come down from the stress and the drama and the trauma and all that. And I noticed that what I want to reach for is relief. I want to reach for food, alcohol. I want to, I want to get online and just, uh, you know, scroll. And that is relief, whereas what my soul needs is a walk. My soul needs music. My soul needs prayer. My soul needs maybe just to sit on the front porch for a little while. And that's restoration. And, and the difference is how you feel afterwards. Because when we reach for relief, um, when it's over, you know, after I eat way too much chocolate uh, a couple nights ago, like you feel good when you're doing it, but afterwards you don't feel great. Yeah, isn't that the way of it? <clears throat> yeah. So Right? Yeah. So here's the thing, though. And it's it's one of those questions I kind of know the answer to, but I'm going to ask it anyway. So, all right, we know restoration is better because the results are better, like you just said, but why why do you think we resist it? Well, the, again, just mercy. Like, this is a really, really crazy, crazy hour to be a human being in. And there's so much coming at us, so much information, so much complexity, people's, you know, lives the pace that we're running at. I mean, really simple things like making dinner, enjoying making dinner and then eating it with the people you love. That's now become an event. It's, it's true. like something, it's something you actually schedule. And you, that used to be normal. That was, that was normal human existence. You did that every evening. So 
to be kind, I think what's happening, Nancy, is we are so um, trapped in the overstimulation of the world. We are we are all way overstimulated. We are literally like on hypervigilant mode, and relief is quicker. Relief seems easier. Relief feels like the thing that's going to do it for us. Restoration requires a kind of care and a kindness towards our souls that we just, no one's encouraging that. Like, the world is not saying, hey, you really ought to just be a human being again. You really ought to take care of yourself. Um, so you're going to be an outlier. You're going to be you're going to be swimming against the stream if you're one of those people that says, you know, I'm sick of this. I I don't want the world to steal my soul. I I'm going to choose restoration. Um, you will be you will be in the minority to do that, and and I think that's that's largely why we don't. Yeah, and. Along with that, I think you, I don't know if you said this word, but I thought it while you were talking, um, you know, the word intentionality and this idea of restoration, there is intentionality in that because when our lives kind of get away from us or we just, you know, whatever, we're dictated by our phones, technology, our schedule, you know, soccer mom driving everywhere, it's easy to get swept up in that. You know, we go on autopilot. We don't have to think about it, but what you're talking about is being intentional yeah yeah exactly right it's getting out of the chaos and making some choices that are conscious and kind and soul nourishing yep it's true and and we're all addicted to the buzz we're 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 addicted to the pace but the thing is in the end we don't like the fruit of it nobody likes it nobody nobody's enjoying the pace of life right now so your soul is is going to be a really good guide. Your soul will tell you what it needs. And and if we just listen with some compassion and kindness, I think we will gravitate towards sanity and and making some mi- micro adjustments. I'm not talking huge things here. You know, you can't this is like those diet plans. You know, you can't set yourself this high goal that you're never going to meet. Let's just make some minor adjustments that over time are going to bear some really huge dividends well that makes sense you know and when you kind of say it out loud it's like yeah this stuff it's profound and yet in a sense boy this this shouldn't be rocket science maybe you know this this was the way maybe our grandparents lived and we know their lives weren't perfect either but um a lot of this is just common sense that has escaped us for one reason or another and I want to circle back to a word that you did just mention the word addiction because it's a word we hear a lot I think you know we we talk about the opioid crisis or you know but there's all kinds of addictions right addictions to food addictions to drug addiction to our phones addiction you know and at the heart of it is something not something else but but something that's kind of hiding in plain sight that we're kind of afraid of but Maybe we shouldn't be, and I, I'm dancing around it. So it's it's a word that shows up a lot, actually, in, in all the books that you write. Um, the word desire. Yeah. You know, and I think we're afraid of our desires. And mm. so we, we take it in the unhealthiest direction that we can because we think that's what it is. Well, if it's a desire, it's got to be bad. So let's just go full force addiction. Yeah. Well, if you bury your desires, if you ignore them, 
that's when the addictions pop up. If you right. ignore, if you ignore your simple longing for rest, then <clears throat> you're going to use alcohol to get there because you got to get there. You got to get to some rest. You know, you, if you ignore your soul's need for beauty, it, it, your soul craves beauty. If you ignore that, then yeah, you're going to get trapped in an online something or other and you know on and on it goes so the big the big idea of our hour is that god actually cares about your humanity you don't have to live yeah. at the pace of a smartphone you you don't have to live at the pace of technology he cares about letting you be a human being and so if you'll just do a few things if you'll you know we can talk about the one minute pause but like learning to pause during your day and and turning your phone off at 8 p.m. and and don't don't take it into the bedroom with you don't look at screens right before you go to bed and oh that's crazy talk right there but right? No. yeah right and when you when you wake up in the morning don't reach for your phone don't make it the mm -hmm. first thing you look at oh, make boy. a cup of coffee oh you're hurting me man look so, out the yeah. window right yep, say some right. prayers like you can be right. a human being again it's really kind Right, right. And and that so all these things are so interwoven and I just I have to tell you there's so many directions we could go and I and I want to talk about all the things because there's so much there's so many good things in this book. Um but to narrow it down, I want to kind of see if it's possible if we can talk about there's three things that so far are resonating with me. The three things are this, and you mentioned, um, you already mentioned beauty, you know, that are craving for beauty. Um, mm -hmm. And the idea of, of, you put it in terms of transition, slowing down, having transition in your life. And then the third thing is you, you actually have a chapter on actually getting outside of our artificial environments that we're, you know, we're kind of immersed in. I kind of want to talk about these things because to me, I, I think there's just a link between all three of those things. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. There is. There is. Yep. <clears throat> these are simple practices that are going to help you recover your humanity and heal. Beauty heals the soul. It, this is the fascinating thing, Nancy. Why do we send flowers to people in the hospital? Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. we know, it's intuitively we know this is going to be a really good thing. And it, it's because beauty brings hope. Beauty calms. Beauty reassures us. You just think about how you feel like if you can get to the ocean and you sit on the shore and you watch the sun go down, like your whole body just goes, oh, it's soothing. It's healing. It's reassuring. Beauty does all these wonderful things for the soul, and you don't find it recommended in most like spiritual practices lists. So here's what I want to suggest: that your life is surrounded by beauty. You don't you don't have to get to the you know, mountains or the oceans. I mean, every day around you, you know, the songbirds in your garden, your neighbor's flowers, the water drops on your windshield, the way the sunlight comes through your kitchen window. Beauty is all around us, and and what we can do is pause and let it in like literally ah. i receive this into my soul because people will, will look at it and go oh that's my neighbor's roses are gorgeous this year but then you know they're just you just blast on to the next thing instead 
stop, linger, let it in. Like, let the moment of beauty minister to your soul. And you're going to, gang, you're going to love it. Like, it's so wonderful. I, I hunt it out now. I am always looking, where's the beauty in my day? Where's beauty coming to me? And then, like, drinking it into my soul because the rest of, it, the, rest of the day is chaos. It's trauma. It's, it's the global news. It's the heartbreak of the world. You've got to let, let beauty do its healing thing. Okay. All right. So here's here's what I'm loving about this conversation right now. Okay. So obviously I'm a girl, um, and you know, girl. Oh yeah. Well, beauty's girly and it's flowers and it's pretty aesthetics and it's you know HGTV and all that. But okay. Obviously you're not a girl, and here you are talking about beauty because it's more than just mere aesthetic. And I'm not diminishing aesthetic, but you're speaking of something grander, and you're speaking of glory and you know you mentioned comfort and you know something bigger that than we are and beauty speaks to all those things and that's not just this little girly feminine thing that's that's transcendent and i think that's really important it is transcendent the psalms say that the world is filled with the glory of god is the glory of god fills the earth well it's through beauty and, yeah. and beauty intimate and epic like yes you know the alps yes if you can get to the south pacific absolutely but but intimate beauty is all around us every day and and it's such a gift from god in this crazy world oh indeed it is in fact i'm going to quote you to you i actually lifted this quote from page 34 um you don't need to travel far to find beauty God has strewn it all around the globe in such generous portions. We have only to stop and notice, paying particular attention to the intimate. Yes, epic beauty is worth traveling to see, the Himalayas, Yosemite, all that. But intimate beauty is just as healing, perhaps more so, and available everywhere. So you just kind of said that, and I just, you know, echoed your own words back to you. So here's here's what I want to do now. Um, you were so kind. Last time you were here, we played a stupid game up front, because that's what we do. But I want to play a stupid game that maybe isn't so stupid, and uh, here here's how we're going to play. So we're talking about beauty, and you just said it. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to challenge you a little bit so all right yeah go to the alps go to yosemite go outside and see all that that's great but if beauty really is everywhere here's here's i'm going to give you i'm going to throw out some scenarios i'm only going to ask you to choose one i'm challenging you give us something that's potentially beautiful in maybe a situation that we don't think of okay so you're ready does that make sense okay all right so here's your scenarios just pick one rush hour traffic the waiting room at the dentist, Tuesday night leftovers, a hospital bed, mowing the lawn. Take your pick. Well, mowing the lawn's too easy because right, right. you're outside, you're outside and you have yeah, the right. smell of grass and yeah. it's wonderful. <clears throat> yeah. And you can listen to podcasts. Wait- yeah. <laughs> I want to pick the waiting room because okay. I was I was at the DMV the other day and I noticed the first thing I want to do is reach for our phone. Right. We just we mm-hmm. we go straight to the phone. But yep. um Human faces mm, are mm-hmm. infinitely beautiful. Human hands, like just humanity, noticing things, noticing people, noticing the the older woman with the wrinkled face is exquisitely beautiful. Like her age, the 
the years, like to just notice humanity is is a very simple thing to do. Be a people watcher, gang. Like you don't have to pick up your phone and and just see the beauty in humanity. Okay, that that's a little that's convicting and yet it's not in a condemning way but i think about that because i that is the that is the first thing i do you know if i'm in dmv or wherever i do i go for my phone and i'm noticing lately in fact i was at the airport the other day i was flying someplace and you know i was at one point i realized i have no idea who's around me so i did i started looking around like oh look there's people here and what you said is so true because there's beautiful faces and behind those beautiful faces everybody's got a story and all right maybe we're not all going to like each other but but there's infinite beauty and value in those faces, in those stories. So, good answer. I like that answer. Thanks. You also mentioned, so in this quest for beauty, you've mentioned the word pause. That, you know, sometimes we don't really notice what's beautiful unless we take a moment, unless we pause, which requires a little bit of slowing down. So, talk about that for a moment. Well, this is where my recovery began, I realized, and Jesus began to show me, I never pause during my day. It's just go. I get up and I go, and I go until I fall into bed at night. And so he said, John, I just want you to take a one-minute pause, 60 seconds during your day. I'm not asking for 20 minutes. I'm not asking you to, you know, become a monk. Just take a one-minute pause. And where I started doing it, Nancy, was in the evening when I, you know, get home from work, pull in the driveway, turn off the car, before I jump out and just go into the next thing that's in front of me, it's just sit there. I just sit in my car and I I let the day go. I just release it. I literally say, Jesus, I give it all to you. I give everyone and everything to you. I just sit there. I'm just pausing. I'm not I'm not making a list. I'm not, you know, repenting of past sins. I'm not doing anything. I'm just pausing and letting it go. And it is so wonderful that I began to put it in other places in the day. You know, when I hang up the phone before I make another phone call, when I finish texting someone before I text someone else. I mean, just these moments to simply pause and let your soul catch up with you. It's so simple everybody can do it and it is so restoring you know and we used to use the word margin and i think people still use that and i suppose that you know i'm not gonna knock the word but i i I think to me margin doesn't quite speak to what you're talking about because it's more than well all right we need a little buffer space in between this activity and that activity i think it speaks back to intentionality because you could have a half hour between things but it doesn't mean that that half hour is restorative you know especially if you're trying to be as efficient well i got this half hour now i can fill it with something else before i do the next thing you know exactly Um, yeah yeah but you're talking about you know taking a breath just pulling mm-hmm. back, slowing, mm-hmm. slowing down, um, mm-hmm. you know, which may not sound very functional, you know, we're so because we're so crazed with efficiency. And yet, here's what I found. Like, I used to coach college students, and um, one of the things that we talked about a lot was this idea of slowing down to get more done. 
And it sounds so counterintuitive, but there's truth in it. Because when well, we're there's, less, yeah. there's research behind it. I mean, that's that's totally backed up now by if you pause during your day, it's a brain reset, and you will actually turn to the next task with greater clarity and focus. But also, gang, it's it, it, we're, we're talking about God here, that if you pause, you will become aware of the presence of God again. And you can just, oh, let him in, enjoy his presence, allow him to love you, which is really hard to do when you're, you know, deep in an email you need to answer or in the middle of a phone call or, you know, racing to get your kids to soccer or whatever. But when you pause and you stop, which is the Hebrew word for Sabbath, uh, Shabbat is to stop. You just mm-hmm. cease. Mm-hmm. God is right there. He's right there. And what we're after ultimately is is reconnecting with him. That's the difference between, you know, 30 minutes of vegging out and and a simple pause of of intentionality and and awareness. Yeah, and doing that and just opening our eyes like you said opening our eyes to the beauty that's around us that god has gifted us with in so many ways that we may even blow past because we're so busy taking that time and then you know i i know we're going to land here because i know we're almost out of time but this idea of getting outside and i know you know where i am it's the dead of winter and you know there's snow on the ground like what are you kidding me but I don't know. If you got one more minute, let's let's just talk about that. Just because I think there's something there that's maybe missing from a lot of our lives. Yes, your soul was created for the garden. Your soul was created for creation. And notice what people do on vacations. You know, they they don't typically go to the mall. They they right. don't sit. You know, they don't try and go. Oh, I'd really like to go back to the office. We go to beautiful places. So if you, the World Health Organization just reported that we now spend 93% of our life indoors. Yeah, I read that. I'm like, oh my, my Oh, it's killing us. It's killing the soul. The soul needs to get out. So you you can take a walk. You can. And some days I just, I, I work in an office building. I get up, I walk out, and I just walk around the building. I just get outside. What's the sky doing? What's the, what's the weather? What are the birds doing? And it's another reset. It's it's another kindness to the soul. It's allowing transition space between one thing and another. And God inhabits his creation. You know, it's because of the beauty thing. God inhabits the, the real world. So even if it's cold, that's okay. Like your soul actually needs to be braced and awakened again by what reality is like. Right, alive, it's, yep. It's a rescue from the life of screens. Mm, yeah, and... I, you know, and it, it's so hopeful that, you know, I think when we talk about stuff like this, it can be like, oh, shame, shame, shame. I shouldn't be doing this. I shouldn't be doing that. But that's really not what we're talking about. It's not what you're talking about. This is hope. This is like, hey, you know, you really can get your life back. You don't, this doesn't have to be a foregone conclusion. You know, it, it just takes, you know, a little bit of intentionality of slowing down. And so let's just, I know I said land, but now we're really going to land because I, w- I want you to just talk about this pause, this one minute pause. I've been doing it, um, you know, the app, but I want you to talk about it because it's your app. And yeah, it's become so, the, the idea became so helpful to us that we finally made an app of it. 
It's a free app. It's available on the App Store called One Minute Pause. And actually, when you get in there, you can choose one or three or five or even 10 minutes. And there's music and there's guided prayer that just helps you come back to yourself, come back to the presence of God, let everything go and receive union with him again, receive love, receive his, his life restoring us. It, it's so simple. You can set a couple of notifications. Hey, I want to pause at 10 and 2, or I want to pause at 8 in the morning and 8 p.m. or whatever. It is helping so many people. We're really surprised by the amount of uh, reports we're getting back of, of just how significant this simple practice is. Well, I guess you have uh, you've touched upon a felt need out there because this idea of tuning into our own desires, not being shamed by them, but giving them, you know, giving them over to God. Or what, what are you going to do with this? You know, my mm-hmm. desire for beauty, my desire for, for restoration over relief. So, oh, so many great topics, um, so much more. Like I told you, you know, I'm still going through this book because I want to take my time, but whatever it so far makes me want to read more. So uh, let's tell people how they can get this book. So it's called Get Your Life Back, Everyday Practices for a World Gone Mad. And you can get it everywhere books are sold now. It's out. It's on the streets. And um, I think you're going to love it. it. It's timely. It's a timely read. So thank you. Thanks, Nancy. Thank you. Well, thanks for being with us, John. And you just you just keep on keeping on. And thank you for all that you do. You're very welcome. I'm going to go now and take a pause. All right. You do that. God bless you. Okay. Bye. All right. Bye. So, while John's taking his pause, might I suggest you take one of your own, the One Minute Pause. It's a wonderful app. I've been doing it for months, and I'm just, I'm loving it, and I think you will too. And it's free, and you can find it at your app store, wherever you get your apps. You can also find it and so much more at RansomedHeart.com. And of course, I highly recommend his new book. It's called Get Your Life Back, but only if you want to get your life back. But even then, you still might want to get it for the people in your life who want their lives back. It's just good. So, so good. And speaking of, what a good conversation. I'm going to say a great conversation. And hey, I want to ask you a favor. Would you share this podcast? Seriously, I think the things that we talked about today are really helpful. So please share, share away. And hey, if this is your first time listening, I want to welcome you and invite you to visit us anytime on the isleofmisfits.com. That's I-S-L-E of misfits.com. The place where we own our awkward where we love our fellow misfits, and we look for beauty and truth everywhere, just like we did today. I hope to see you there.